Hello and welcome back to Prem de la Prem. Today is September 18th, a Wednesday of the calendar week, and there's an odd tension in the air. There's a very strange tension in the air because I have not seen Patrick since this weekend. Uh, he went a little dark on me in texts. I just showed up today. He let me in, but um, I came to serve you your papers and tell you that you're canceled. I'm canceling it. From, from what? Well, there's a few different things. I'm glad you asked. Okay. Uh, the Icebox, by popular demand, was the most hated Prem de la Prem segment. What percentage? Uh, below 50. Liked it. That's pretty bad for an Instagram poll. Yeah. Instagram poll, you're really hoping... Especially in a yes or no segment. Yeah. Well, I mean, don't even get me started about guess that thing. Okay. At least we're self-aware enough. Oh, yeah. We've been that on our own. So, the Icebox, that's strike one. Uh, strike two, your degenerate district flamed out incredibly in the worst possible manner. A loss is a loss, so I wouldn't say worst possible manner. When someone's trying to make up excuses to their landlord about why rent's not ready, I'll just direct them to you. Yeah. That's fair. (laughs) Yeah. At this point, that's something I need to own. Good. I'm glad you're treating this like an adult. I will say, if you took the one crock that hit, you're still in the green for the year, and I've got a lot of leeway. We don't just want to be in the green. Well, I mean, I'm talking about the ebbs and the flows, right? You might have to dip into your actual salary to pay rent this month, but... All right, well, last but not least, I don't think you need any more explaining, but uh, we got to talk about your gunners. We've got to talk about your gunners. And you have an iPad at the ready like it's a missile about to strike down on this mic. James, I am. Um, I have a statement prepared. Um, I do not want to be interrupted during this statement. So, By me. Do you have questions, or do you want... Uh, no. Me, me to go in. No, I don't think I have anything. I don't think I have anything to say. Okay. So, first thing first, I'm going to invite you to use this time to get first all your... First things first, I'm the realist. Shout out J. Cole. Said it before Iggy. Mind you. Um, anyway, not to be derailed. It's so simple. i got to figure out how to turn my tablet into not rotate mode to do this. Usually don't prepare things, so this isn't a problem. This but... stacks up the anger. I like it. Yeah. Ooh, battery's dying. That's why. Pull it up on the other computer in a second. First, I would like to invite you to get all of your quips in, in your little jabs. I told you, I don't have quips. Out before I start my rant because I'm sensitive and I've prepared some, some thoughts. Mm. And if I'm in the I'm middle... glad you're divulging this to me. If I'm in the middle yeah. of, of, a, of, a, of a thought that I think is profound, I might I might just quit the podcast altogether. It might, it might be... Enough. I'm that on the edge. Let's test those limits. Oh, we're pushing it to the edge. Well... James, if this thing dies in the middle, we're going back to full-on Crowley rant mode. But I'm going to blow your nips off with this one. Arsenal's defense is not the problem. It's not the problem. Okay. Arsenal's defense is, in my opinion, not even top three in what their problems are. Their problems... This is a fantastic start. Their problems are deeper than the core. That is a surface-level problem. That is what I would expect the fans of the two Robbies to think because they're not going past... The first layer of the onion. Yeah, they, they don't can, dive deep like. Prime but guess Lord. what? Guess what? You don't you don't eat the first layer of the onion. That's the skin. You got to go deeper to the good part of the onion. Not too deep to the root. That's disgusting. Trust me, I've tried. Tried every part of the onion. You want the middle, and I'm here in the middle. In the defense, not one of those top three problems. The defense might be the onion, the the, the skin problem. But it's yeah, not. You did detail the skin and the root, so I get it. Here's the issues. I come from. I put them into four categories. I really took my time to identify my thoughts. It comes down to talent, mentality, style, and selection. It's a lot of things to go wrong. Well, let me unpack that for you. So talent, 
I think that Arsenal have relied too much on talent for too long, and the league is wise to it. I don't think also that Arsenal have the requisite talent to compete in the top four. Mm-hmm. Full stop. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in, you know there's, there's certain other problems that they have. They don't have the talent to overcome some of their deficiencies, and they've refused to address those deficiencies. They've tried to address it through inserting more talent, but there's other problems. I do want to qualify that by saying that if Arsenal fix some of these other problems that I'm going to talk about, mm-hmm. their talent is good enough to be a top four team. And I'll allow you, if you would like, to inject into that. If you think they're on paper talent, their technical ability, if it's all working, if the rest is all working, Arsenal's a top four team. Yeah, we said that at the start of the pod, at the start of the season. Okay. I they're, gonna... like, they're like the anti-Burnley. They're like the Apple negative mode on your screen of Burnley, where you have the talent and then just... Some lint liquor calling the plays, and I'm sure you'll get into that. Yeah, I mean, it's like, the, the talent is too easily derailed by something as simple as the opposition work rate, stroke of bad luck, I don't know, and the, you go, and the you, wind. And you goal kick rule. Yeah, just about anything can derail that talent. God. And so that's the ta- that's if, if everything's not a consideration, it's still just not good enough to compete for the league, maybe at the top four, but it's still not good enough to compete for the league. So that's issue number one is the talent. Please continue with your manifesto. It's a mentality. And James, I tried to make eye contact with you during that last one. I'm just going to go ahead and read my thoughts on this. My glasses are on. Okay. Anyway. Uh, so I think there's a grittiness to the Premier League that everybody loves. I think that there's – it's the full press, the the pace, all of that, I think is what makes it so attractive. And they're – if you're going to put those teams on a list of 20, Arsenal's n- near the bottom of the list when it comes to grit. You don't say. Would you, would you argue that? No. I think you're stumbling upon something that – everyone else is aware of but i still don't even think that that's like i mean i'll i'll dive into a little bit more again another battery notification james this could get ugly i'm gonna stop yeah so i'm gonna let you fly i want to hold you back i don't want to be the drag to your sleeves i just want you to so they just don't have the grittiness to the degree the other teams do um i think that this league forces you to be switched on at all times and is ruthless when you're not arsenal's not switched on at all times i don't know what that that disconnect might be why why? But I think that what, 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 what unlocks the truly, truly special things about this league is where the intersection of quality, which mm-hmm. is the talent I just mentioned, and grit intersect. And they intersect at kind of the right. peak. That's what you see out of Liverpool. You see the likes of Salah, Firmino, Mane, those guys that are at the top of the, 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 the golden boot list, right. working back on offense, tracking back in, serving their other teammates up. And that mentality bleeds in. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I, it's sad to say, I would say the the, the grittiest player on our team is is Lacazette. I think he's the grittiest player on Arsenal, and he's your center forward. And he's injured. Right. So, I mean, that injury aside, your center short forward, I mean, it's great that he's got the most grit. Like, I think you could make the case that on those Chelsea teams, Drogba might have had the most grit on that yes. team. But there were, other players that the were, team. there were other players that were close for second. Sure. There aren't players like that. Oh, yeah. Certainly in the Arsenal first oh, team. Oh, I mean, John Terry. Right. He'll, he'll take it off the field and shag your wife. That's there's, true grit. There's... <laughs> True Git 2, starring John Terry. True Git. True Git. And so I think that what Arsenal need to recognize is that they don't have the quality to win. Question from the audience. Are we going to get to Xhaka? Um, I don't think I have him in my diatribe. Honestly, I didn't think it was a problem in the Watford game. And we can talk about that Mm, after. Okay. Let me get through my diatribe. Um, So I think that the sooner that they unlock, the the sooner that they realize that they don't have that quality to actually compete, 
the sooner they will actually apply the grit and put the people in the team, which I'll talk about in a minute, into the team that have that grit. Okay. And then that will help unlock that quality. I think it's kind of a, a circular thing. But they don't have it. Don't know where it's going to come from. But, I mean, I'm just looking at the Watford game alone. Watford, bottom of the table, down 2 nothing. Their fans are urging them on for a goal. What world is that? Okay, Arsenal are always, always a beatable team. It doesn't matter what the scoreline is. It doesn't matter the score. It, you have to wait for the full-time whistle to count any of your points if mm-hmm. you're an Arsenal fan. There's, I mean, I've seen, we've watched a few games where it's been a two-goal lead or an Arsenal one-goal lead, and you're, you're just like, why, why are you still stressed out? Game it's the 85th early. minute. Yeah. Like, oh, I remember the yeah. specific Arsenal-Chelsea game where they were cruising to a routine 2-0 and you were yeah. on pins and needles. Right. And, I mean, in that, in that particular game, Chelsea didn't have anything to offer. Right. But it doesn't take much. To offer mm-hmm. to be, but like so, we're talking about the Watford game. You down two nothing, that happens. Willick and Nelson, academy kids, first real season in the first team. They come on with a one goal lead, and they don't track back on defense. And so you got to look at it's 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 top to bottom. It's not let's get the youth in and let's sort it out. It's top to bottom. You had four guys sitting at the top, and yeah, it makes it makes a great great game of ping pong. But you don't you don't that, that's great for you. Great for any other team in the top six. Great for the, the casual who's like, oh, shit, what, let me check out this Premier League. Whoa, this looks exciting. Guess what? It's not supposed to be like that. Arsenal should be seeing that game out, and they should be inserting people onto the field that can do that. Yeah. They're not doing it. And then I think, you know, the last last point on that, in this two goals come from our two center backs, two probably oldest players on the field, not being switched on. That's one game, James. There's one game of Arsenal. Correct. And I think it really encapsulates a lot of this. And I mean, I think there's just a, there's there's something that it's going to be in Arsenal's DNA that they will blow it until they shake that from their DNA. What it's going to take to shake Prove it from us their otherwise. At this point, it's it's been there long enough that you can't you can't go any other way with it. That it is who they are, and mm-hmm. they need to disprove that. Mm-hmm. And they're going to continue to be attacked by teams because those other teams are going to thank their points for the mm-hmm. taking. And that's not going to change until Arsenal disprove that. And what they need to do is they need to see out. Watford away up to nothing and a half should not be a tough game to see out. It just should not be. And it is. That was without Troy Cahoney's Dini on the field. Yeah. Who yeah. would have made Gunduzi his bitch? Gunduzi would be holding his pockets. Potentially. Last time he, he tried something, he got sent off in the 10th minute. I think that, he, that man's got a little bit of things he's got to work out. Um, but in, in, in any case, I mean, I just think they need to rewrite the history of, of, of who they are. Other teams pounce and they punish them. Arsenal don't have that in their DNA, either to protect against right. that or to do it themselves. I don't think you've had that since Vieira. It's been a long fucking time. Yeah. It's been a long, I mean, there's been flashes, but there's flashes in every team. There's flashes of weakness and strength in every team. It's about your ability to be resilient and bounce back. Arsenal have not shown that. United-Arsenal used to be the dirtiest, grittiest, best game that everyone looked forward to. Yeah. And that's telling. And so the one, the, the other thing I think, I think is the most, I think this is the most interesting part about Arsenal is the style. Because last year, you couldn't really tell what Emery's style was. It was all over the place. I think this year, it's becoming clear what his style is. And I like the idea of the style. When it works, it works. And it works pretty fantastically. And I think it plays to Arsenal's strengths. If you're going to play out from the back, what you're going to do is you're going to stretch that opposition from touchline to touchline. You're going to open up space in the midfield. You're going to open up space for your forwards. If you can break the press, you're going to make it out. Correct. However it's become clear that you don't... Something's lost in translation. It's tough for us to sit here and say, those players aren't good enough, Emery's tactics aren't good enough. From the point of conception of that style to end product on the field, something's lost in translation. And we talked about this. There doesn't 
seem to be much of a plan B. So it's a little bit frustrating when that plan doesn't work and it's clear that to you and me that's not working. It should be clear to a guy who's running. One of the most shocking things I've ever seen was the one or two times they played out of the back and didn't get punished and continued to do it. When does the alarm bell go off? There was at one point, and I don't know how much of the game you watched, but... Up 2-0 for God's Bert, sakes. Burt Leno played a, a ball to David Luiz in a six-yard box on the goal kick. David Luiz took a touch out from under him and just blasted it upfield. And I was like, thank you. That is the... Right. Finally, get it the fuck out of there and get up. Sort it out. Can Burt Leno not take goal kicks anymore? What? It must... It, it has to be by design. And that's kind of what I'm getting at. Their, their design is to play out of the back. I'm fine if you want to play out of the back. But you need to be able to do it. It is a game that has a very, very thin margin of error. And you've proved that you are nothing but... They're not you're nothing. If, you're nothing if you're not a team that's going to commit errors. So you can't do. You can't invite those errors. And by playing out of your back, obviously, what Socrates did, you're inviting errors onto your team. And you just it just has to stop. Yeah. You have to avoid those errors as much as you possibly can. You're not going to avoid Jaka not knowing a man's on his back, and then in we go. But you can avoid playing it short off a goal kick. Are, how are you not fully taking this ire out on Emery for not enforcing a plan B? Don't worry, I'll feed you, baby bird. I'm getting there. I'm hungry. My final point. Selection. Selection. It's the strangest part of this. It really is. It's the absolute strangest part because in terms of subs, in terms of who's on the first team, when those subs get going in, it's clear to me that the style that Emery wants to play, he's not putting that team on the field every week. And he's insistent on putting certain people on the field. He's insistent on playing with a certain type of formation that requires so much out of his midfield. Mm-hmm. that the midfield can't deliver on. The only piece of credit I'm going to give Emery on the selection is you can make the case that he's missing three of his four starting defenders and that if you want to play this style, those players could fit that style more and they could absorb more of that pressure that the midfield is going to give to you more. Whether or not I believe that or not, I'm not sure yet, but that would be if I'm playing devil's advocate for Emery, that's the place I'd go. I'm not talking so much about selection. I want to go back to the way they insisted upon playing that style that was so clearly just a bomb waiting to go off and stuck to it. Yeah, I don't think you can talk... The, I, I don't think you can bl- blame the players. I really don't. I think that they are, they are executing a vision oh, to the best of their ability. And, yeah, exactly. And exactly. it is not working. That, no, so I'm talking about Emery. And so, what is that about? I mean, it seems like very simple. Hey, don't play it out of the back. Yes. You're up 2-0. Hoof it. Yeah, especially, and especially with the situation. Right, especially after you've conceded a goal in the way that you did, still playing it out of the back, mm-hmm. remarkable. I mean, I think this 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 is really Truly. what I kind of want to get to is it's this is where I'm at. Right, I got to talk about the man in charge. I'm not ready to say good evening to Emery, but let, let me paint a picture. I'm hosting a party. I'm starting to clean up. You know, I'm starting to clean up the area. Start to tell them the signs. You're putting on wagon wheel. Right, get your shit together, or get out. Those are the. T- it's going to come to a point where I'm going to say you need to get out or get your shit together. You stop making conversations. That's, that's where I'm at. The you know. You start he, yawning. He's got it. Yeah, he's got to take some corrective action. You start or saying he's be you've gone. got something going in the morning. Yeah. You've got yoga class in the morning. Yeah, I mean, so this is what I. I've gone back and forth on Emory a lot, and I'm still not. Decidedly, you know, one way or another against mm-hmm. him, um, you know, but we know who he is and what he is and what he isn't. What we. What we don't know, I think, makes this a little bit interesting. We don't know how long his leash is. We don't know if he's been given a very clear directive from Arsenal's leadership 
that he can build the team on his own terms, however long it takes, is what it is. We gave Wenger 20 years, go for it. We don't know that. We don't know, you know, I would doubt it because he's got the two plus one contract. It doesn't seem like they're building him out mm-hmm. for the long term. Uh, but we also haven't been given any other expectations outside of we should be finishing in the top four. So it's, if there is a master plan, it's just tough to see. I think some of the things that we do know, Arsenal is the youngest team in the league, so we can expect some mistakes. Youngest team in the league, you're going to have some mistakes. Don't expect it out of your two most veteran players, but you're going to expect some mistakes. They're nowhere close to out of the top four picture. We're five games in. They're one point off the pace. You know, unfortunately, like away to Watford, yeah, it's a fixture I'm worried about, and we got a point out of it. I don't. I, I hope that I don't have to be worried about away to Watford, but it's a game that a point is probably a fair result. And in this game, we probably even wasn't a fair result to Watford. I think they probably earned the earned yeah. the win. Um, you know. But I, and I do think that Emery was better in his first season than Wenger was in his last. I think there was a step forward. I'm willing to give Emery another full season, in my opinion, to see if there's another step forward. He's given us cause for concern, certainly, this early. And I think that the biggest thing is what we talked about, that mentality. It's not that, oh, it's only five games in. It's This is who Arsenal have been for the last five to ten years, yeah. at least. Yeah. And that hasn't changed. Uh, you know, I think we also know that teams tend to succeed when you have longer-term managers. But you also know when something's not working, you're better off to cut bait, reboot, than continue to try and do something that's not working. And I can't tell you how many times I can look at Emery scratching his chin on the sideline at his plan not working. You don't working. know if he's smiling or no. or in pain. You, n- you never... You don't know what's going on in that noggin. Yeah. And I mean, we also... I mean, we don't know how long his leash is with the leadership. We know... We don't know what the leadership is like in these situations. We know that they gave Wenger a lot of time. They had a lot of patience. I think you could argue Wenger earned that patience. Emery has not earned that patience, so it'll be interesting to see how the board and the leadership approach this, whether or not they are just going to take a patient approach every single time. Mm -hmm. Because let's remember the Kronkies haven't been there all that long. Maybe this is just how they prefer to do things and take a lot of times. Remember they hired Jeff Fisher in the NFL, Mm -hmm. so you know they're willing to roll with things a little bit longer. You know, they got a great eye for talent. Right, exactly. And so it'll be interesting to see how they approach the situation. And I'm going to close with this gem from Lee Dixon. Yes. He said on the broadcast, Arsenal just aren't good enough without the ball. A small little thing he said, but he's spot on. The simple fact of the matter is Arsenal without the football are bang average on a good day. And with it, they are not good enough to make up for those deficiencies. Because it's discipline, tactics, effort. The things I've mentioned before. But I think the way to encapsulate is... Without the ball, they're not good enough. With the ball, they're not good enough to make up for the fact that they're not good enough without it. I think it's as simple as that. Well. And that's the T. Very, <laughs> very succinctly, succinctly summarized. I got Jesus, two... that was pretty long. Yeah, wow. Uh, we said we were going to keep it a tight 30. Well, hurry up, James. Yeah. I'm done. Let me get through the rest of my shit here. <laughs> uh, um, I do have two questions for you. Sure. We'll One. keep the answers brief. Please, please do. Uh, but I want to make sure I ask them. You can't. We talked about not knocking the players for not being able to execute. What about the players you're bringing in? Because, God damn it, you, Carl, and Marcus fooled me into believing that David Luiz was a good signing for this Arsenal team. And you're bringing in a player who has a comedy of errors to his name, <clears throat> and you expect him to be a leader from the back. And what is the thought process there now that you've seen a couple really egregious weeks from him my thought process is i i want david louise paired with rob holden as my preferred center back pairing okay 
I think that with the onslaught that we faced from Watford, and you know Pereira was looking for that foul, it was a matter of time before something was going to happen. Mm-hmm. I don't view that as an error. They were attacking. They were, they were playing five on five football, attacking the back four in Jaka without any midfield help. Two on ones. Kolasinac gave David Luiz no help. He was pushing Kolasinac to go wide where he should have been on that play. Focused a little bit too much on that. Got caught sticking the leg out. Again, you. <sighs> You know where my stance was We're on the We're talking about the same player so many times, week in, week out. I think, I think twice. I think twice. And I think Talk in, about over a career. Sh- sure, sure. But I mean, the other things that I look at, he was winning ball, like cross after cross, stepping in, intercepting passes, tackles. He was playing the ball long out of the back. He was one of the very few positives for me on that day. Okay. And on, on, on top of that, you just... Like he was the only per- like he when you when they when Watford had a corner in the box, everyone's standing around. David Luiz is trying to get some energy into the group. He is a leader on that team. Whether or not he he is one of the first team names I'm putting in the team sheet because I'm looking at our center backs and I'm saying Socrates can't be in there with his comedy of errors. And I mean I think I think I'm it's not time. Saying, I think, I'm not necessarily it's I'm not necessarily saying there are better options to stick in. I'm just saying. When you're talking about building a certain type of culture yeah. and one of no nonsense and plain simple, I don't exactly associate that with the player you brought in there. And I'll leave it at that. Yeah, I just disagree. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. I mean, you've said a lot of things. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> um, and then my other thing was really quickly on Xhaka. I'm surprised you weren't frustrated because as, an, as a non-Arsenal fan... His post-match commentary, stepping in as the captain and laying into his team. Yeah, you could argue that someone needs to lay into the team, and Emery would not really be able to stumble into it in English. Uh, but I was listening to it kind of like, well, fuck you, guy, talking about being scared of the opposition, making unnecessary errors. Who is he to say that after seeing how he's performed? And he wasn't really claiming a lot of um, fault. You know, I mean, it's it's. I can't believe I'm going to defend Granite Jaka, but that's what I was hoping for. I don't, I don't think he was a problem in the Watford game. I don't, I don't no. know what more you could have asked sure. from him to do. No, but I, I think, think that I... he needs. If he's going to be the club captain, which I, I can give you my opinions on that at a later date. If he's going to be the club captain after a performance like that, he absolutely should be laying into that team. Absolutely should be playing on the team. He should be putting more of that on himself. But I'm absolutely. not saying I'm not saying the Watford game by itself. Sure. I think he was a guy who didn't make a clear and obvious error on the day and used it as sure. an opportunity to lay into his team versus think about the Tottenham game. You know, think about the times he's given the ball away and been that guy. Right. And I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's the best leadership characteristic. No, but I think that this team needs a wake-up call. And I think you just you look at the amount of players who are complacent. Maitland-Niles, Kolasinac, Socrates, Ginduzi on certain right. days. Right. Pepe seems pretty unbothered, but right. you know I'll, I'll give him a break because he's walking into a shit show. <laughs> and you know, I to the point where like, yeah, you haven't paid the extra money yeah. to unlock Pepe's other characteristics yet. Yeah, that comes that's next DLC. year. That's DLC. Yeah. That's DLC. Well, yeah, we're paying we're paying by the year, so like he might <laughs> we might see some improvements as the years go on. But yeah. uh, all right, moving on from there, the last thing I'll say on it. My freak of the week happens to be tied to Watford Arsenal, believe it or not. Hit me. And there goes to my man, Gunduzi, a.k.a. Sideshow Sideshow Bob, <laughs> uh, flashing the 2-1 score to Watford fans. And in my mind, the score, scoreboard is the most classic 
riposte that there is in the book. You know, you're winning a game, something goes not in your way, and it's check the scoreboard. But in this case, it's like tossing on who let the dogs out on your iPhone at a funeral. And in Ganduzi's case, it's after you just bombed the eulogy because he was directly responsible for the goal that led to the 2-1. Oh, I disagree. Socrates played that ball into nobody. To Ganduzi, but he didn't conduct it with Ganduzi. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, Ganduzi, yeah. I think it was one of the it was yeah. one of the, the warning shots where he. Oh, did Ganduzi some, had a horrible game. Absolute horrible clangers. game. Yeah. And then just hitting the crowd with the two one. Right. Check the scoreboard. As soon as he it did that, like, I was like, it's, we're not taking three points. I know it. I know it. You can't play that shit and then be that cocky and not have the universe correct it. That freak of the week. Yeah. So I had multiple from the Arsenal game for my freak of the week. I got to give it to Socrates. It's the easy one. You know, I don't care what you're asked to do. Just hoof it. Just hoof it. It's what you're. It's the only thing you're good at. This is bringing me to believe uh, truly it? that the Arsenal team is just a bunch of weird looking guys. They're all freaks. They're yeah. They're yeah. It's that's fair. Led by Unai Emery. Yeah. Good evening to us all. Good evening, the Mr. Burns. Yeah, we'll we'll see. I mean, look, the 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 season's not lost, but again, the frustrations are going to build early because it's the same shit we've been seeing for years. Home to Aston Villa next week. Hit me with the score. Something for Arsenal, and then more than zero for Villa. So, can you put that in numerical form? I pro I'd probably go three one Arsenal, maybe two one Arsenal. Not depending. A clean, yeah, not a clean sheet. Something to kick the can down the road. Yeah, I mean it's 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 the type of result where like Tottenham, you're like, oh, I think we could have done more. Oh, that was really bad. As bad as Arsenal can be right. on their day, right. most of the top six teams tend to respond pretty right. well to that type of pressure, especially at home against the lower tables. Usually, like you see that out of a lot of when, when questions get asked mm-hmm. against the sides with that talent, they usually apply themselves a little bit more okay. that next game. They got a little pride. All right, whatever whatever's left in that Arsenal locker room, hopefully they can find it. And folks, that was the Arsenal segment in Prem del Prem. Good job all around. Handshake to you, sir. Should we just like start our episode over and release that like midweek? Maybe not. Nah, I okay. will keep rolling. However, that was too long. I'm believe sorry, it or guys. Not, I'm upset. Believe it or not. <laughs> now it's a very meta form of upset where you're upset about the game and you're upset about your take on the game. No, I'm not upset about my take, but I'm upset. It's a I'm, Russian nesting doll of anger. Yeah. Well, maybe I'm only making Marcus sad and 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 Kiki. That's and what then, I, that's what I set out to do. And then everyone basis. else is just taking joy in this as you are. Hmm. Yeah. I think that's unfair. <laughs> that's not a good day believe it or not this was not the game of the week and i'm gonna lead into norwich city with another installment of mr brightside so i'm gonna need you to choke on your alibi and pay the price on this statement yeah uh, so for new listeners this is basically an opportunity for patrick to debate a statement that i'm gonna feed him that is questionable at best and right. he is gonna debate the pros of it while not debate defend vehemently which I was not able to do very well last one, so I'm hoping for better right, this yeah. time. Uh, last week, we, we tossed out Everton is the best team in Liverpool, and Patrick... I just I tr- lied. I tried to stall for him. He, just... he, he made up facts. <laughs> like Donald Trump on a debate floor. Uh, I did correct myself in the episode, but continue. That's fair. I've okay. derailed this podcast Here we go. enough. Mr. Brightside. City will be better off without Laporte and Stones. Okay. Yeah. So, it's simple. You need... You need to like you were looking for who Laporte's partner was, right? You knew that company had left. 
And so you're like, okay, we're going to slot in Stones. No, fuck them both. You need to get in some actual quality. Because Stones isn't that good. Shouldn't be in the three lines. Full stop. He shouldn't be in the under-23 squad. He's trash. Absolute trash. Worse than Maiden Mount. Laporte's good, but you need to establish a three-person rotation. Because you want to compete for the league. you got to compete for the Champions League. Okay. And I think... I think I'm tracking. Yes. And I think what this does is it forces people to acknowledge Pep's greatness. Because right now, Pep doesn't have all the tools at his disposal. And he's going to have to adapt. He's got Liverpool on a 100% record. They're probably going to keep rolling. But what Pep has to do, Liverpool's going to lose points at some point through draws, maybe a loss or two here and there. You know, knock on wood, the Invincibles stay alive. But they will give City a shot. City has already released some of their margin for error. You know, maybe they can't compete for 100 points. Maybe they can. Maybe it's like more like mid-90s, low-90s. Liverpool is going to drop some points, but what City need to do, they need to adapt, and I think this will serve them better in the long run, the long 38-game season. You're getting Stones back in a month and a half. You're going to get Laporte back when you're going to have to decide between are we going for the Champions League or are we going for the Prem, and I think that you're going to need to have a rotation of three guys back there to do it. Whether or not they can pull it off, thanks for leaving that out of this uh, Mr. Brightside, but I do think it will serve them better in the long run, and the long run is establishing a solid back line because that is their weak point. Yeah, I definitely drifted in, in and out there. But uh, I did pick out something that I think you can hang your hat on there, which is City will be better off without Laporte and Stones because it leaves it leaves an opportunity on the table for Pep to prove his greatness. And that means this City team will be better off as, te- as people remember them for winning the title this season. You think they're still going to win the title? If Pep is to prove his greatness... We're five games in. I don't want to, like... Right. Overreact too I mean, much. Liverpool blew an eight-point lead last year. Uh, I'm talking to you, Will. Yeah. Will Jones. So. And speaking of eight-point leads, Arsenal's only eight points off the pace. Let's go, boys. All right. Things aren't looking too bad. <laughs> well, the game itself, Norwich versus City, uh, we both admitted it. Game of the we, week. We did not even watch because it was it was the wash of the week. Just if you wanted to see a routine City victory. Uh, I made Sterling my captain in fantasy. So, uh, you know, fool me once. Three, four, five times. Shame on me. But scale of one to ten, how panicked would you be if you're a City fan? Try and put yourself in Kate's shoes. Who I have to call out showed some sign of a dark side to her fandom. Uh, it's what happens when you're all in. Yeah. And the what the what the yeah, we got a glimpse. She hated international break and then she got rewarded for her patience with this. So Kate we love you. Hope depths. we're doing well. In the depths. Yeah. She didn't want to come on for the Derby and debate Colin, so we should probably do that. That's true. All right. Yeah. Scale of 1 to 10. How panicked are you? I'm going to go 6. I'm going to go 6. And the reason I'm going 6 is because of what we talked about. What is City's ambition is to win the Champions League. That's very much on the table. They're going to get out of the group, no problem. They're going to have their full team back. I think it's going to maintain their focus, and I think that they'll they'll be fine. And let's let's be real. Their their bottom, their absolute floor in the Premier League is second place. They're going to be fine. You know, you don't lose like it's it's a it's a rivalry in the sense that you have these two great teams going at it, but you're not losing to United. You're losing the league to Liverpool, mm-hmm. which it gets a dig at United. So you can mm-hmm. be okay with that in the long run, and you can hang your hat on just catastrophic injuries to your back line mm-hmm. early. You know, you can you can you can justify that. Yeah, I'm I not, mean, I'm every not fan loves yeah. a good excuse, right? And, yeah, uh, and I think you're seeing I think you're seeing Zinchenko step into into form. Rodri's looking like a bit of a beast. Aguero's still on form. De Bruyne, I think, is the best player. And there's a lot of really positive things there. I'd be a little stressed because like it does seem like five points. Fuck, can we ever catch him? I mean, 
Yeah, I, I think if, if there were a time for it to happen, it would be now. You figure out where that formula is with the players who are missing, have them come back in the new year, have a go. How do you how do you line up a back a back four or do you switch to a back three if you're if you're Pep? I and I feel comfortable asking you this question given what I know to be your football acumen. Right. I don't know if that was a dig. I'm just Honestly, I couldn't I don't know either. I didn't <laughs> You just tossed it out there and I, I hoped I, it would be met with I kept some it very middle of the road and by the end of it I was like Yeah, there was no there was yeah. no commitment to that to that line. Shitty's I would go, eyes, there's nothing on I would center. go back three. Uh, I think Walker's used to playing right center back from England. Uh-huh. Otamendi, God help, has got to be the, the rock in that. And we kind of teased this. I think you're pulling Rodri back. Being that boy to play out the back. Yeah, I think... I think. Um, and then Joao Cancelo, Zinchenko. With the wing backs and then backs. really running those flanks. Yep. Yeah. I could see that. I could also see Fernandinho coming in. We, he wouldn't be the first person mm. to transition to a center back role after center midfield role in his right. late, later years. Right. Uh, Pep did that with Mascherano. Mm-hmm. I believe in in Barcelona. Yeah. If he was still there at the time, I can't quite remember. He talk might have about, been to Bayern. Acumen. Yeah, and he did it with in, in Javi Martinez in Bayern. So it's a, it's something that Pep's done at two different places with two different. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't want to call Fernandinho world class like center midfielder, but he's probably oh, top I twenty mean, in the he world, does right? A hell of a job. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. people that are a little past their day in that midfield position where they can't mm-hmm. get up and down quite the way they did can still use that. And stepping into the midfield, especially in a back three. It's basically like Rodri and Fernandinho drop right. out of the midfield to play in a back three when they're in the midfield. Sure. So it could work. All right. Well, we'll round it out with a new segment I just thought of. It's called The Birds and the Bees from Your Drunk Divorced Uncle, where basically you're getting advice from someone who is in no position to give it, that being me sitting in third place in the fantasy league. Uh, 23rd place. Sorry, I missed the number there. Ooh. Yeah, I'm way down there. Yikes. And here's the advice. Uh, Otamendi, steal at the back. He's, really? He's going to be a consistent city player. He's the only one who can play. He's going to play week in, week out. And city, I think, is still prone to pick up some clean sheets throughout all this. So, you heard it. You heard it here, Otamendi. You are in the Jordan place. Fantasy steal. Don't tell people how many teams are in the league. Yeah. Don't don't make me go Kobe. <laughs> you know, post. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. 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 All right, well, the benefit to Arsenal sucking eggs is uh, <laughs> um, I barely get need to touch on United Leicester. We're going to fly under the radar, we're going to keep flying under the radar, and we're going to see where we are in a little bit. There's no Jose meltdown for me to react to. Right. I wish there was some water bottle throwing, but, you know, this, this has its merits too. So, we'll jump right into trivia. Ooh! My man, what do you got for me? I have two categories. Okay, guys, so this calls, this segment's called Trivia. It's where I ask James a trivia question. So, how does, it, how does it work? I ask you the question, and you try and guess it, and then I tell you whether you're right or wrong. I still don't... I need a little more than that. Okay. So, two categories of question. One is about managers. The other is about teams. I want you to pick which one you want to do today. Both are two-part questions with an easy and a hard component. Give me teams. Okay. Okay, so, two-part question. This is about, um, oh yeah, to actually give you some background, I'm trying to learn more about the history of the Premier League. James supposedly knows it. We are putting that knowledge to the chest, as I do my research. Bring the knowledge to the chest. Yeah, for your heart. That's... Because your your head should know, and so I'm you asking... You don't learn here, you learn no, here. I'm asking you to bring the knowledge from your head, oh, my computer just died, to the chest, and then you say it with your chest, boy. So, 
the first question the first question is there are six teams that have been in the Premier League since their inception. Yes. Name them and go slowly while I pull up my second question okay. on the computer. Uh, United, Liverpool, Arsenal, Spurs, Everton, and... Uh, you know it. Yeah. You know it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Run it back in that Chelsea. old noodle. There it is. Okay. There it is. And my second question is a more interesting one. There are two teams that have been promoted and never relegated from the Premier League. Mm, that's an interesting one. Who are they? And don't look at my computer as I bring them up. Promoted and never relegated. Okay, so here's my thought process. They've been promoted so recently for the first time that they haven't had a chance to really go back down. And on that logic, I'm going Bournemouth. There's one. Which and your second? You need me to say both before you tell me if the first one's right? Yeah, because I don't want you to have... Um... Okay. I mean, I could tell you. Do you yeah. want to know? Uh, or do you want to guess your second? I think Bournemouth's right. Bournemouth is right. Okay, here's my second one. <sighs> I think this is a really recently promoted team. I'm going Brighton. Boom! My man! Boy, got it! That was Let's a nice go. one. You like that question, though? I like it. That was a good That's question. Good. I like that. Yeah. Oh, don't look at my other one. My Ooh, other one's okay. Good. Do you want to... Do you, are you up for a second trivia question right now? I've got the hot hand. I'm ready. Okay. I'm Easy ready. part is name which manager has managed the most teams in the Premier League. Okay. Currently managing a Premier League team, or is that a, a cheat? It's a bit of a cheat, but I can answer for you if you'd like. No, okay, don't. I want to say, I want to say Sam Allardyce. I want to say, uh, like Mark Hughes, Steve Bruce. All legends. All legends of the game. <laughs> Sam Allardyce allegedly said he never got the Madrid job because his last name wasn't Allardyce. Calling out bias against English managers. Anyway. I, be I believe it. Let's go with Big Sam. Sam's correct. The hard part of this question, this is also a two-fold question. Oh, God. What's seven teams? Okay. And I'll, I'll give you a hint on this one. I can do it. I can do it. Do you want the hint? Yes. The hint is four of these teams are still currently in the Premier League. Okay. Bolton, Blackburn, Newcastle, Everton. Oh, shit. Uh, You're all good so far. Crystal Palace? Correct. Two more. Uh, okay. All right, all, right, all right. Sunderland? That is correct. Oh! Down to one. Oh, no. I was, about to, I was about to send it on Hull City. <laughs> Pulling that one back. Uh, Middlesbrough. No. Damn. West Ham. Damn, I knew that too. That was a good shout, though. Ooh. That was good. All right, guys, that was trivia. James proved All himself on that right. one. So I like we'll, it. I like it. Yeah, we'll dive back into that next week. I'll, I'll let you guys know I what I learned. I was low-key terrified I was about to get shown up. And then we really wouldn't have any credibility. No, I mean, this is 
This is part of it. I'm okay with that. I'm okay to put you to the test. It's a process. You have what Arsenal don't have. The ability to close. I mean... We're going to leave it at that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes, all these things are true. Yes, correct. Sometimes I just start a sentence. I have no uh, idea where it's going to go. I let the train go. (laughs) And it ends up being a backhanded something. Yeah. All right, let's slide to the left. Now slide to the right. Cha-cha real smooth. And give me your goal of the week. That's going to be my other draft. Um, my goal of the week, let me just scroll past my Arsenal So, visual rant. meme, uh, Patrick is Zach Galifianakis in the hangover right now, going through all the equations and variables, because his computer's a war zone right now. Yeah. Just scattered with an Arsenal manifesto. If you find me on the local news, just know that I was doing what I loved. Um, goal of the week, I'm going to give it to Sans Volley. It pains me to give it to a, um, a spur, but... Son coming back into the team, showing his worth, and oh, a full a full cross, full volley, as close as it was, doesn't matter to me. It's one of the sexiest goals that, that can exist, just taking a ball out of the air like that. And I think he's the key for Tottenham. I think he's the key. I think they go as he goes. Mm, I fully agree. I would argue he is the most important player to his respective team in the top six. Because Spurs without Son is shut down Kane, you shut down that attack. True. I think Erickson is more of a facilitator, and he's facilitating to Lamella a unpredictable and mercurial Lucas, and then Kane. So you get Son in there, the team changes entirely. Yeah. I like that take. Yeah. Uh, my goal of the week is Genepo. Ooh! Who is not... It's not the first time he scored a good goal for Southampton this season. He's a new man on the scene, and he is taking on defenders left and right. Uh, I'm a, I've been known to pick a solo goal over a long shot, and that trend continues here because he picked up on a mistake uh, while Southampton was playing against Sheffield away, tough one, and he dribbled it past, faked out some defenders, slotted it home. In the immortal world, words of Patrick Crowley. Cool as you like. Boom. We're going to get that on a Staples button, folks. Yeah, I tried to trademark that like Braun did Taco Tuesday. They told me it's not mine to trademark. And they said, sir, this is a Panera. <laughs> I'll do the half salad, half half bread bowl. Oh, it is? In that case. <laughs> I'll just All throw right. an iced tea in there. Why don't you give it to us? Redemption week. Creed 3. Pat's Degenerate District. Yeah, it's going from bad to worse for me, folks. Um, it was a humbling, humbling week in a lot of respects. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that before the international break, I went for it. I was like, you know what? Things happen. I'm going to go for it again. Came back down to earth a little bit. Yeah. And uh, Patrick does get high on his own supply. He is trying to pay his rent. Yeah. Yeah. And again, with if you're taking the Aubameyang, you're in the green. But, you know, I also don't pay rent. Shout out, Katie. The lock of this week, I'm going Spurs-Leicester over two and a half goals. I'm getting that at minus 125. I think there's goals in that game to be had by both teams. Vardy always shows up against the top six. Son's going to notch a brace, and there's your over. You need three goals in a Spurs-Leicester game. Yeah. I'd like to point out you chose a lock that is minus 175. Minus 125. 125. Okay, so you've gotten yeah. a little more conservative. This It was a humbling week last week. Okay. My croc's even a little bit more conservative, but I'm willing to lock my croc. <laughs> the 
crock, you've crock locked, and you're about to drop it. Right. The the line's not great. It's plus one forty five, so it's not like a, such an unreasonable thing. Um. It's the crock. Actually, no, I'm not willing to lock my crock. It's a crock. I might have gotten this line wrong, but it's for Arsenal not to keep a clean sheet. Or to keep a clean sheet is my crock. You might as well just lock the other way. Because it's not going to happen. It's that big of a crock. I forgot in my brain. So... <laughs> I'm not locking this crock. No, I'm really the Galifianakis meme. This one, I think you should bet against the against me. I'm crocking. Okay. Out of a... Sh- this Expecting is, it to lose. This, this one is more of a show of defiance against Arsenal. This is a... Prove to me that you can keep a clean sheet. I'm willing to, to crock it. Villa. Right. Yeah. yeah, for the fans at home, Arsenal is home to Aston Villa. And I am saying my crock is for Arsenal to keep a clean sheet. And mind you... It's plus 145. It's plus 145. Holy shit. Yeah. And I don't think it's a good bet. <laughs> I don't think it's a good what bet. What world do we live in? I tell you, I, I'm going to bet the Spurs-Leicester game. And I'm going to bet Villa to score. Alright. I also bet Aubameyang to score about every game and it kind of works out. Yeah. I mean, it levels out. That's the only reason I'm not in dead last in fantasy. Yeah. So, uh, there's that. So that's my my shit for today. Well, you kept it conservative in a strange and sadistic act of defiance. So we'll see if Pat can indeed pay rent and stay in this humble abode where we record the podcast. Yeah. So let's wrap it up here. Men of Culture, a.k.a. Ooh. Potpourri, a.k.a. Pick It Out of the Mixin' Bag and Talk About It. <laughs> because these are three different things that just happen around the league. And there's so much going on on your phones and your iPads and your technology that you might miss a few things. Great point. So we got them here for you. Here's the first one. Serious tone. Prem del prem. Uh, Cagliari was cleared of racist abuse towards Lukaku. And they were also the same team involved in racist abuse with Moise Keane. And... That, to me, is just a shocking statement of what's going on in Italy. Yeah, I mean, I don't think we can paint with a broad brush about Italy or Italians, but this is not However, in- inconsistent ruling by the Italian FA. This is not an inconsistent behavior by Italian supporters. Uh, Liverpool fans were hospitalized today at Napoli. It's not inconsistent at all for Italian football culture. I would... I will... I will never go to an Italian football game as an away supporter. Never wear even the colors of the opposing city. You know, I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't wear like, you know, uh, Napoli blue in Milan mm-hmm. or something like. You know, I just wouldn't do. Like, I'd be cognizant of those decisions. Right. It is not. It's not okay. And I think the only way that you're going to speak is you're going to speak with either harsh sanctions by the FA, which the Italian FA doesn't seem to do. And let's go back to the Premier League. There were very, very hefty bans placed on racism right. in the FA in the 90s. Right. I believe. I think it was a five-game, no fans was the punishment. Right, playing in empty stadium For five straight games. Because guess what that does? That hurts the owner's pocketbooks, and that means they'll take action. Their statement was they couldn't isolate the pockets of the fans where it came from. And it's like, well, what do you do in that scenario? You punish everyone. Right. You punish the owners. You make it so that there has to be action taken. You say, this is not my problem. It's... You are creating a different problem, and I'm not going to deal with the problem. Here's my only solution, because you can't present me with a better solution. It's completely despicable. It's and horrible. But there's no there's no other way to do it unless the FA takes action. And here's what confounds me. Uh, the Italian, uh, the Inter Ultras their group of supporters 
who were probably the same people who went to the airport to welcome Lukaku as their new player, released that absurd statement in defense of Cagliari about mm-hmm. what they were doing. Mm-hmm. And it was the most patronizing backwards letter I've ever read where they said, oh, uh, unlike countries where racism is a real problem, what we do here is something called gamesmanship where we try to put players yeah. off of their game. Yeah, sure. And we do it so we condone it for other teams to do it to our players. And we're just, it's just like, what? Yeah, I mean, it, what on earth? you can't wrap your head around it. You can't, it's, it's, a, it's a very backwards type of logic. Um, I don't want to be wrong in this, but I know that Balotelli has received racist ab- abuse while wearing the Italy jersey. I'm certain of that right. to the point where he's got bananas thrown at right. him. I don't. I can't say for sure that that happened in Italy and they were doing it to their own own guy. Uh, but you know, there's, you know, there's, it's pretty. They explicitly state like even um, they've they've explicitly stated basically like that there's there's Italians and real Italians and real Italians are white. And you know what's the implication of that? Mm-hmm. And that's it's it's a mm-hmm. I don't know how deep and pervasive it is in the culture because to yeah. to be honest with you, I only have a, a, a lens into the footballing culture, and it's not pretty. Right. Hopefully, it's isolated to that culture, and it's not the whole country. I'd be surprised if that doesn't bleed into right. other elements. But it's it's a yeah, it's awful. Well, Players are going to stop going there. I hope. Um, hopefully, I mean, it's come to light that England is far from perfect in this system, but hopefully. It can start to shape up and carry the torch for countries around Europe. Yeah, and you're seeing you're seeing lifetime bans at, you know, Premier League clubs for right. racist stuff. Right. You know, yeah. I mean, at the North London derby last year, uh, there's someone from the Spurs away section threw a banana at Aubameyang celebrating at the Emirates. And that's not a shot at Spurs. I think that there's any Spurs fan with a good head on their shoulders would say the same thing: is that fan deserves to be nowhere near a football field. Doesn't represent our club. Right. There's Arsenal fans, I'm sure, that are, are just as despicable, and I would say the same thing. Every team, right? Every team. So I mean, it's just it's just an unfortunate thing. But you gotta, and it's not limited to to England. We 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 had the homophobic chance here in LA. You know, it's not. Right. It's the world's game is blending multiple cultures, and some cultures need to get the fuck up with the times. Well said. Yeah. Uh, conversely, Higuain lost his shit in practice the other day. You're not you when you're hungry. <laughs> Shots at my boy Homer. Uh, for those who haven't seen it, look up Higuain kicking coach during training. This wasn't even like a relevant coach. This was like probably just got promoted from ball boy at his first first team practice. And yeah. Higuain he was coaching the in, Rondo. Comes in charging. It was horrible. Uh, that's going to be awkward the next day. Yeah, I mean, whatever. It's Higuain at this point. Just like, What a piece of shit. Yeah. No apology. I don't know the context. I think the context is he was stuck in the middle of the rondo and his fat ass couldn't get the ball for 30 minutes. Yeah, missed lunch. Yeah, and mm-hmm. he just got pissed off. Missed second second lunch. Afternoonsies, elevensies, dinner. What about supper? <laughs> missed all of them. <laughs> Lord of the Rings, episode one. Haven't anyway. seen any of them. Oh, you didn't get that joke? No. That was a wrap. Okay. I'm I'm pretty good at going along with the joke just enough if I don't get the reference, not overdo it. So like, okay, yeah. all right. Well, uh, potpourri number three. Ross Barkley today missed a penalty for Chelsea against Valencia in the Champions League, which ultimately led them to lose their first game back in the Champions League. Hello, Frank. And uh, it was he missed a penalty on the back of having an argument with Willian and Aspilicueta and Tammy Abraham on who would take it. And I charge you to look 
for an occasion where the result of an argument over who takes the penalty has led to a goal. It just outside just of PSG, never seems to outside happen. of PSG where oh, they, they just argue where they play against four year olds, but they look for reasons to argue. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was Danny Alves protecting the ball from Cavani to give it to Neymar was hilarious, but Neymar finished the penalty. Okay, but well, that's it. That's the one. Yeah, that's the one. It doesn't work out. It's it just puts it's odd. Bad, uh, it seems like a very frustrating thing from Barkley because bad ball energy on the penalty. Yeah, I guess the only thing I'd like to touch on with Chelsea is. They've got a decent run of form going in the league. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they have the tie against Sheffield, mm-hmm. but they have Liverpool this weekend, so we'll see if they can... That's the test. I'm not going to buy it. Put out a strong running. team. Put out their first team in the Champions League. Right. And rightfully so. But when you... The only people that have scored have been the, the three academy graduates, Tamori, mm-hmm. Mount, mm-hmm. and Abraham, from Chelsea in the Premier League this year. The only three people to score for Chelsea. Oh, that's a good shout. So, yeah. I'm If I'm Abraham, I'm pissed I'm not getting that. And I think that Frank... Frank should handle that situation because yeah, that's well, your young guy. You want to keep him happy. You want to keep him in form. And Ross Barkley hasn't been able to break into a team his entire professional how career. How did he win that conversation? He didn't have anything to do with the penalty. Yeah, I mean, maybe that was Frank's. I don't know. Maybe that was Frank's guy, and and they tried to argue it on the field. We don't know. But, yeah, uh, yeah. God knows he didn't get bollocked like all he did. So that's messed up. Yeah. English manager bias. Anyway. Uh, that's all I've got. That's all I've got for this week. A tight 30 turned into a loose AF 53. and uh, i got to own that, though. I told you I needed three minutes for Arsenal and talked for 20. Hey, you had a lot to say. Should I edit it and put it at the end? Mm, no, I think we got to let it fly. All right. But, Sorry, guys. I mean, they can skip right ahead. <laughs> uh, so Yeah, skip to about 23 minutes in. Obviously, we had we had a couple segments come back this week. Uh, we had our polling results come in. Obviously, you haven't heard an ice box yet, but we don't plan on bringing it back. We'll do some La Bamba. We'll do some uh, some form of Ray or Nay. And there were a couple good suggestions from the crowd. Uh, mm. A drunk history retelling of the Premier League's greatest moments. Uh, Marcus rather facetiously asked us to genuinely compare ourselves to players in the Premier League in athletic form. So... We'll think on that one. It's going to take a while. I'd say physique, Luke Shaw, aptitude, stroke Dan Mustafi. <laughs> By God, that's the perfect player. <laughs> oh Actually, my what's, God, that's Jason Bourne. Is, is, is Aquafina in the Premier League or is he still fuddling around there in League Two? <laughs> what? Do you know who Aquafina is? No. The Asian actress, Aquafina? No, he's the dude. He's got 97 strength on FIFA. He's Akin huge. Fenwa. Out of Akinfenwa. What did I say? Aquafina. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, that's Prem Prem, match week five, signing off. <laughs>